In this live 200th episode of Fictional Hangover, we talk about karmic barbecue, a lumpy catsuit, spandex, and cattle prods in our discussion of the short story Promise by Jackson Ford. <laughs> oh, hooray! Oh my god, are we actually live? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's. The internet says we are. I don't know if that the inter- means the in- When has the internet ever lied to us? The internet doesn't lie. <laughs> Constantly. Oh, no. My whole life is a lie now. No. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. In this live 200th episode. 200 episodes. Oh, my God. In this live 200th episode of Fictional Hangover, we talk about... The short story Promise by Jackson Ford. Hey, everybody, welcome to Fictional Hangover, a podcast about young adult and new adult books, series, authors, and voice actors that is full of spoilers. I'm Amanda. And I'm Claire. And today we're going to discuss Promise by Jackson Ford. Standard disclaimer, if you haven't read this short story, you honestly probably have time to read it before we even get down to the summary. (laughs) Please remember that fictional hangover is all about spoilers. If you haven't read and don't want to be spoiled, too bad because we're alive. Deal with it. You know what? If you don't care about spoilers... Or if you just love us so much that you don't care about anything that's happening right now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear me. Oh, dear me. (laughs) I feel like we're already derailed. (laughs) We are. But you know what? We've been doing this for 200 episodes. Wow. That's a lot of episodes. Does that not make you you feel like really old? I don't even know what it makes me feel like. I can't comprehend that I've been doing this every week for two hundred. This is this is fictional hangover slash Amanda's two hundredth episode. That's right. It's not your two hundredth episode. It's your like one hundred and forty ninth episode. Something like that. So do you have to do ten? <laughs> In 49 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, oh, if you take man. into consideration the bonus episodes. Right. The, with the bonus episodes, you've been here for 200 at least. Oh, God, yes. There's so many bonus episodes. It's There's wonderful. loads. There's loads. And every single bonus episode is a guest. It is an author or an audiobook producer or an audiobook narrator or somebody within the book industry. And they are delightful every single one of them but what i do quite enjoy is that we do have a little bit of competition with a couple of our guests on trying to like get the most appearances on the podcast yeah yeah speaking of one of those is probably gonna crash our live in a few minutes so perfect perfect so that makes him the new winner (laughs) (laughs) is a moral victory a real victory (laughs) you just you take the victories that you can get it doesn't matter a victory is a victory (laughs) 
Well, in our Victor- being victorious, shall we actually crack on with the summary? We probably should, but I just want to tell you the background info that I have for this one. Um, okay. I got found this beauty of a story in Jackson Ford's newsletter, which is fucking fantastic. If you haven't really signed is. up for his newsletter, you definitely should. And you can do that by visiting his website, jacksonfordauthor.com. You have to sign up. And I'm not just saying that because Fictional Hangover is mentioned at least once a month in his newsletter. If we're not, I feel like there's something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> what have we not done? Why haven't we done something? Quickly post a picture. I don't Yeah. We're there. So you should get his newsletter. It's really fantastic. He shares stories sometimes. He also just, you know, writes random shit, which I know is shocking to everyone. I really on am, account of appreciate his, book titles. his Kindle one. The, the Kindle discussion yes. about how his 10-year-old Kindle is just the best piece of technology ever. I really yes. enjoy that one. Yes. It's like some I... weird thought train. It's wonderful. Did you read the yeah. one this past week about AI authors? Yeah. That was a good one. That's a good one too. Strong thoughts and feelings. Can't help but agree. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Fun fact. I'm actually subscribed twice. (laughs) Me too. Somehow. (laughs) Actually, I think maybe three times. I'm pretty sure that Fictional Hangover is subscribed. Mm. Myself, Ridiculous Amanda, is subscribed. And I think one of my other random Gmail accounts also. I get emails from Jackson Ford constantly. And I'm okay hey, with that. Hey, if he's going to do the competitions where you've got to subscribe to the newsletter, I will subscribe multiple times to get those points. That's true. That's <laughs> one true. Day, We're one not cheating at all. One day. It's not cheating. It's subscription numbers. <laughs> it's we, helpful. We need the scribble in book. <laughs> I need the lime we'll green one. one you need the blue one. Yeah, we need we need to see what's going to happen with these next covers for sure. I wonder who's oh, going to be the winner. Competition. Check out our last bonus episode with Jackson Ford, by the way, to find out why we're talking about colors. Yes, Probably. but now I feel like we should go ahead and get started with our very very brief summary. People who normally listen to this episode are going to be like. Oh, yeah, you know, if you just want to skip over the summary, go in about an hour into the episode. No, not this time. You're going to miss it. (laughs) You're going to miss the whole episode if you go into an hour. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. So we have an interview. It's an interview session at Federal Logistics Facility, Waco, Texas, 16th, October, 2014. Interviewer, Dr. Alana Kelso. Subject, Emily Jameson. Dr. Kelso begins an interview with 16-year-old Emily Jameson, who we have come to know and love as Tegan Frost. Emily has been held at the Waco facility for some time and has attempted to escape on multiple occasions. While we know Tegan in her 20s with semi-amazing control of her abilities, teenage Emily isn't quite there yet. She already has some qualities of the Tegan we know, though, and that's how we begin this interview. Dr. Kelso introduces herself to Emily, and Emily's response, your burgers suck. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they do. (laughs) 
Dr. Kelso, in typical medical facility interview fashion, asks how this makes Emily feel. Well, that's not really what we're concerned about, is it? We're more concerned with Emily's powers, or as she corrects Dr. Kelso, her abilities. Since she's had her psychokinesis since she was born, she considers it an innate ability. But Kelso mentions that according to the notes found after the fire, Emily's telekinesis was acquired at an unknown time. Ooh. Emily corrects Dr. Kelso again. It's psychokinesis, not telekinesis, and mentions that it's her power, so she can call her whatever she wants. When Kelso comes back with the fact that Emily calls it an ability, not a power, she gets a well deserved wall mounted security camera to the face. And there's Artigan. There she is. Oh. There she is. Criticizing food and throwing shit everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) After Emily is threatened with electric shock, the only thing that seems to be able to control her, electric shock, Dr. Kelso continues the interview and asks about Emily's family. Well, they're all dead. Next. That's obviously not an adequate response, but Emily's good at changing the subject when things get uncomfortable. So she asks Kelso where her accent is from. Unswayed, Dr. Kelso asks when Emily's parents began their testing on her, even though she literally has that information like right in front of her already. We can see why Emily is frustrated. Emily tells Dr. Kelso that the testing began when she was just four or five years old and is then asked if there are any incidents that may have occurred when she was little. Maybe? Mm. But it's not like she was able to do much with her abilities then. She was just a kid. Then Kelso asks about Emily's brother and sister and their abilities, which again, she already knows about because she's got their parents notes but since Kelso apparently wants to hear everything in Emily's own words she tells the doctor that Chloe could see on the infrared spectrum and Adam never needed to sleep sheesh scary we know it is we know it is it's really scary Emily stops talking when she mentions her brother's ability and, when pressed, won't continue. Dr. Kelso tries to change topics to see if Emily had a normal childhood, which, uh, no, she did not. Emily was homeschooled, so there were never other children around, except for Adam and Chloe, of course. Kelso doesn't seem to believe this, but Emily insists and says there was always stuff for them to do, property to explore, books to read, so they didn't need anyone else. Dr. Kelso then asks about the man who owned a nearby general store. Ooh. Emily is excited about Mr. Ibenheimer, but quickly shuts down when she realises that Kelso, after offering to see how the old man is doing, is probably going to use that information against her or might even hurt him, which is what happens when you're in prison. She threatens Kelso, who says they will, of course, not harm Mr. Ibenheimer, but then we'll need to question him emily asks about the accent again and also kelso dodges again and emily says you shouldn't think of it as a facility as a prison it's not it's nice but it is a prison isn't it i mean it's not like she can just walk out Dr. Kelso says even if Emily can't leave, because yeah, she definitely can't, it's only because they don't know anything about her. 
or her abilities, and it's it's just not safe. <clears throat> Insert eye roll here. Light a lot of pants on fire. But if Emily can prove she's a good guy, then they'll let her go? <laughs> no. Nope. No, definitely not. When Emily asks to speak to someone who will let her prove that she's not a bad guy, Kelso tells her that her accent is from Texas, and that's where they are right now. Subject change? Hmm. The subject change continues when they start talking about Texas-style barbecue. <sighs> Once again, Jackson Ford making me hungry. <laughs> but Emily's not going to be fooled by offers of brisket. I think I may be just throwing that out there. By yeah. Of um. How long did we detour on that one episode when we were talking about barbecue? It was like oh, at least 10, 15 minutes. Ten or fifteen minutes and for sure. Longer if you leave in the edits. <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> Doctor Castle levels with Emily. Then she's not getting out. She tried to escape thirteen times and has been cattle prodded each time. Jeez, she's never going to leave. She's never going to have a normal life. She should stop trying to escape and work with them instead of against them. But how is that okay? How do you just tell a 16-year-old to deal with being locked away? No, that's not no. good. Nope. Kelso says she doesn't expect Emily to deal with it. Her life sucks. Her family is dead. But just because everything is terrible right now doesn't mean it's always going to be that way. They'll keep working together, maybe enjoy some barbecue, and things won't be so bad. The interview wraps up with Emily saying if Kelsey, if Kelso tells her that positivity is her actual power, she's going to hit her with the security camera again. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, fair, fair. after the session ends, Dr. Kelso isn't allowed to see Emily again, which means there's no barbecue. Motherfucker. Damn it! <laughs> <No>! Why <laughs> barbecue? <laughs> What's worse, being locked up or the false promise of barbecue? False promise of barbecue is pretty rough. But I don't know. I need to try proper Texas brisket as well. You, know, you really American do. Barbecue. You, We're you harkening really, back really to this do. conversation we've had many a time. Anywho. One day, Claire, one day you will get to have proper barbecue. <laughs> Not the stuff that I'm making the, on the calls out my back garden. <laughs> I mean, that, that counts kind of, but... <laughs> It's not it's not real oh my god oh claire do you see what just happened do you see what has just happened here i'm Someone gonna say no because i'm life. busy i'm 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 busy looking at the comments because bookworm baker 872 has just said texas brisket is always worth it and how dare they tease her with no brisket i know it's pretty And bad. I'm going to assume book one, Baker, is Constance. So hi, Constance. Yes. And also hi, Cindy. Hi, Annie, Richard, John, and Colin in the comments. And what about... Oh! What about oh! Hannah Jackson Ford who just dropped oh, into her tree? She's orange! What? No! It should be lime green! We've discussed I this I have already. a lime green t-shirt. 
And besides, I thought this one was okay. Yes! 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 There you go. <laughs> Fictional hangover merch, folks. Yes! Available now. Happy 200th, guys. It's a fucking epic achievement. Thank you. you be proud of yourself. Thank you. Thank you so Thank much. You. Claire, I think you get a bonus like 51 episodes. You can just have them. We'll just bring you up to can 200. I? Yeah. Thank you. Off you. We'll fake it. I was, I was worried wow. I was going to do double episodes for a few. <laughs> Jesus, as if your episodes aren't long enough. You're going to have like five hours every single day to catch up. <laughs> that would just be me sitting by myself because I'm like, uh, no, I'm, I'm already like, No, nope, I'm not editing Ooh. that. Uh-uh. You I can just forget all about really that. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, thank you for for having me on this. I feel very privileged to be on on the 200th episode. That's quite something. Thank you. It's really very special, and I think that makes you the winner of the competition yes, we've, we've got going winner. so far. Yeah, the winner of what what competition? Being on so many episodes, you know, the Fuck last yes. time you were on, you were like, yeah. I, gotta, I gotta beat Kendara Blake." But now Eat you're Kendara on live, Blake. so eat my dust. <laughs> <laughs> So you're we need to send her that clip. Let's <laughs> <laughs> stir things. Oh shit! Beef. <laughs> We've literally just oh. been talking about a beef biscuit. Yes, we have. Why do you think I said beef? Obviously. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Did Did yeah. I ever ask you what is your favorite barbecue? Because we've had this many cup time conversations, and depending on where you are in, you know, continental United States, it you get different answers. Because I mean, you you know what UK view is, but sausages on the charcoal. So that, yeah, what that's you, what you do in the U, what you do in the UK is shameful. I'm sorry, that's that's not <laughs> a. There are there are two types of barbecue that I accept in this world. The one is a uh, braai, which is South African version, which is a cookout. And the other one is American mm. low and slow pit barbecue, which is the, the kind of the ultimate of the form. And for me, brisket. I'm a brisket guy. Okay. We're going to have like to come barbecue. back to that because yes. that is a would you rather question this this week. Mm. But I feel like we have to talk about this story a little bit. Like, Yeah. I was so... I really, really loved seeing tiny baby... Tegan Frost. She's not even Tegan yet. She's still Emily. But nah. she we really like literally start out the story with the Tegan that we know and love because she trashes someone's food and then hits them in the face with a camera. Like there she is. There's our Tegan. Yep. We very so on, very on brand. Very on brand. <laughs> it was so good. But like what happens with Dr. Kelso? Cause she's taken out at the end and they're like, nah, nah, you can't come back. Sorry. You've, you've done enough. Did, do we ever see Dr. Kelso again? I don't think so. Not yet. Uh, oh. I don't know. Maybe she'll pop up in a future book. I have no plans to do so at the moment. She, she was a one-off character I invented. I didn't know how the conversation was going to go when I started writing it. I mm. didn't know. I didn't know very much about Dr. Kelso. Um, but she strikes me as someone who is reasonably good at her job, um, but is go, kind of goes very much against the grain of what the government wants from Tegan. And so that's why they pull her off. 
because she I was worried that they like, yeah, I was worried that they, you know, pulled her away and then. Oh, Jesus Christ. What? No. <laughs> you are. Oh, no. Let, let there be murder. How did she get that? She was she was taken off the assignment. She wasn't let fucking murdered. murdered. Let there be murder. How did you get that? She I'm signed a million well. disclosures. I mean, look, she that's signed what a million disclosures. She could go to jail. You wanted you her to be murdered? murdered? Yeah. I need Why? to be because I need people to be murdered in your books. Oh my god, no! No! We do not need to establish you as a bad guy right now. But you certainly don't need to answer that question. There there are enough assholes in my books. This is one of the good people. I'm not going to murder her, just... Damn! Why not? Cold. She wasn't murdered with a chandelier, so it doesn't count. No, she wasn't murdered with anything. They're not like you. You offered you offered the the subject, the experimental subject, brisket. You must die. No, come on. <laughs> do, you know, do you know what probably happened in about six months' time? She's at a, a you know a Texas barbecue uh, restaurant. She's eating the brisket. She suddenly remembers Emily, and I promise to Emily, and she chokes on the brisket. So it's completely unrelated to the actual. I can you have- know, that's fine. Situation of working for the government. It's it's purely accidental. But she it's- dies by brisket. It's karmic barbecue murder. Karmic barbecue. Yes. My face should tell you what I think about that shit. Well, it's happening. It's <laughs> canon now. You're going to have to deal with it. <laughs> Sorry. Good God. We're writing our own stories. Karmic barbecue murder. No, she's ND- she's NDA'd up the wazoo, as Claire says. Like, she's not saying shit. She's a government asset. They're not just going to be like, we're going to murder you. Like, you're, you're one of our psychologists. We can use you. It's mm. <sighs> cold. Murder. Just let, just let me have murder. Just let me have it. You can have murder, but hands off murder of characters. I decide who gets murdered in my books. <laughs> no, we decide. No, we if you decide decided, then Matthew from book two would have been thrown out of a helicopter, and we can't have that. Uh... That would have been a fairly boring story, but to be fair. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Well, if he was murdered at the end, that would have been fine. It didn't have to happen immediately. Nah, nah, I'm keeping him. I'm keeping him under wraps. He's coming Ugh. back. Ugh. Ugh. No. Oh, my, imagine if it was a teenager. Jeez. Having those hormones and the power to like literally cause earthquakes and volcanoes to explode. That no. kid's not making it to a teenager. Someone's ringing his scrawny neck by the time he hits double digits. He's Someone getting thrown out of the helicopter by the time before he gets to be a teenager. <laughs> Anywho. Happy 12th talking about birthday, different day, Matthew. Let's talk about different children. Emily. Yeah. Emily. Mm. (laughs) I love tiny baby Emily. I'm so glad. Thank you. It's nice to see the backstories a bit, isn't it? Just like those glimmers of insights and those teasers. It's nice. But it also causes problems because you introduce people like Dr. Kelso. We're like, we want more. And we're very demanding. It's fun. They're fun to write. There's so much fun to write because, like, something like this probably wouldn't fit inside a Frost Files novel. It would be a nice little digression, but it would just fuck up the pace of the story. But at the same time, it's something like, you know, it's an idea that's knocking around my head, and I'm just like, well, why can't I just spend a couple hours just exploring this and just writing it out and seeing what happens? And it, I think this turned into into quite a, fu- quite a fun little story. Um, and I like Dr. Kelso. I hope she comes back. I have no idea if or when she will. Um, like I said, I invented her as a one-off. I'd love to tell more stories of like baby Tegan. That might be fun. It might be fun to like tell a story when she was like nine or 10 years old and 
bouncing around the property in Wyoming. I don't know. I'll see if any ideas pop up. Yeah, that would be wonderful. I'm just surprised that you guys care this much about the character that that warms my little black shriveled heart. Thank mm. you. Oh, bless. I I want to see her interacting with Chloe and Adam as Emily because we've I seen do too. her. That would be awesome. We've we've seen her in a shitload of crazy powers interact. Well, yeah, me and the eye of the shitstorm really interacting with her siblings, but it was violent and contentious and. I can imagine Chloe being a bit more of a caretaker of Emily when she was younger. Especially when oh, Adam yeah. starts to get scary. But then Yeah, I mean that's I, that's I her know. that's her little sister. Like, yeah, she's she's looking after her. Um and it's but also that a kind twin of... brother. Say again. It's also a twin brother. Yeah, there's a massively there's probably a stronger relationship there, but at the same time, like, you know. Tegan is the baby of the family. She's going to be looked after. They're not yeah. going to let her like go off on ATVs when she's five years old by herself. She's going to have a co-driver, you know? They're going to look after her. I don't know. <laughs> I've, got this, I've got this like image of Adam plumping, like plonking baby Tegan onto an ATV and going, come on, let's go for a ride. And just, you know, <laughs> having that little brother-sister moment where, you know, he'll look after her. He'll desperately look after her. But is that element of danger of like you've just plunked a small child onto an ATV? Don't do that. But it's a bonding moment for them. <laughs> and it's like those little cute little moments are going to make it so much harder when they die in the books. We die air quotes because we know they don't. Um and having those, you know, Tegan versus her, her siblings or uh, as an adult. You know, remembering those moments. Yeah, I, 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 I love I love those moments, but there's there's only so much I can put in in the actual books themselves. I mean, I, as I've kind of written more and more books over the years, my books have started to get longer and longer and longer. Um, I recently wrote sure. a hundred and ninety thousand word fantasy novel, which I had to cut down dramatically um, because one hundred ninety thousand words is just you don't get away with that shit unless you're Brandon Sanderson, and I'm not Brandon Sanderson, so I have to kind of keep it to a respectable length. And that means that there are certain things that don't make it in. Um, but, you know, like outside of that, I can write as many short stories as I want. I can write stuff in this world. This is, you know, I'm, I'm as megalomaniacal as it sounds. I'm the owner of this world. I can do what the fuck I want. And it's fun to explore those things. I, I really enjoy it. So there's going to be more of this stuff. Believe me. Good. We need it. And I need you to just murder random people <laughs> in terrible You got ways. it. Anytime, Amanda. Only for you. Thanks. Really is there any sign of these short stories actually making it as bonus material for the pu in the publications? Do you know? How do you mean like bonus material? So, you know, sometimes at the end we'll put um add in a little story to the end of a book. Yeah, the the the, the a deleted scene or maybe they'll have a Or a, a compilation bonus. maybe, get a nice collection of short stories. And a nice you know, brightly I, I, I won't put them in a standalone collection. I've actually done that before. Um, for my very first uh, sci-fi trilogy, the other trilogy, I released um, a compilation of like four stories, each of them featuring like a supporting character from the universe. Um, and it didn't do well at all. I think that's a reflection on the fact that the series itself didn't do well, but it just wasn't a great experience not because of the publisher fucking up or anything just because i looked at it and went yeah i should have 
this wasn't the best avenue for these. As as bonus material, though, yeah, I don't see why not. Um, it's something I'd have to talk to the publisher about. I don't know. Um, I would do it if it's appropriate. Um, yeah. I'm very conscious of like I'm very conscious of the of the experience I want the reader to have. And if I get to the end of the book and I want them to to be experiencing a particular emotion, I may not always want them to go. Oh, there's a little bit of bonus material. I may mm -hmm. want them to close the book and put it down and go, holy shit. So, yeah. it, and there always, there always is that extra little bit at the end with Tegan providing your author info. Oh, yeah. So that's always fun to read. Yes, that's like your little pilot cleanser. Like, okay, now that I've just torn your fucking heart out your chest, here's Tegan taking the piss out of me. Have, have fun, guys. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's so complimentary. <laughs> she's the best. I love her. <laughs> me too. I aspire to be her. <laughs> You are, you are not allowed basically. those abilities. I am. No, I am. I am. You are not allowed any psychokinetic kinetic powers. No. That yeah. would you, not. That would not be a good idea. You just straight up murder people. I would <laughs> straight up murder people. Which you know that kind of leads really, really perfectly into our "Would you rather?" Um, yeah. Because, excuse me, I'm trying to play "Would you rather" sounds, and nothing's coming out of my phone. There it is. Um, it's perfect. It's a perfect segue into Would You Rather because, I mean, Claire, our first question. Would you rather be it? a good guy or a bad guy? We asked on social media. Um, Facebook, 67% said good. On Instagram, it was 55% good. On Twitter, 100% bad. No surprises there. And on TikTok, it was 59% bad. So split across the social medias. And we do have comments from our fantastic <clears throat> listeners, which we will read now. Colin on Facebook said, I'd go for good guy. Reason being, if you're the bad guy, then people are out actively trying to foil your plans. Whereas if you're the good guy, the only thing foiling your plans is your own jackassery. I mean, being the bad guy has its advantages. Nice range of lairs, better uniforms, minions, banana. But the sheer frustration of not being able to carry out your nefarious plans must be crippling. Hmm. He's thought that one through. He really has. Yeah, that's a very, very in-depth analysis, actually. Yeah. On the breath. <laughs> Annie on Facebook says, good guy, because ultimately we're a positive person and we like to think that good triumphs evil. Mm. Oh, Annie. Constance says, I'll be the bad guy with the redemption arc get to do all the fun stuff and have more fun, but then I let my conscience get the better of me and help the goody-goodies. I don't... Sorry, Constance, I, I have to say, sometimes I just want a bad guy to be a bad guy and I don't want any redemption. I don't need their redemption. Yeah, that's you, Amanda. <laughs> it's true. You cannot be redeemed. You, 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 you're nope. just straight up murdering everything. Straight just up murdering everyone. <laughs> Doing it. Here I am. Uh, Coral on Facebook wants to be the bad guy because deep down, you know, you want to be bad. She says, I feel like being bad, you can have a little more fun. Shit happens. I and agree with Coral. that. 100%. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> then Crystal um, replies to Coral and says, I agree. I think you have more fun that way. And then she asks about being chaotic evil, neutral evil, or lawful evil. Hmm. Chaos all the way. Totally chaos is a ladder. Evil. I'm climbing that ladder. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so much chaos. Um, 
Oh, and Drew on Facebook said, I feel I can do more stuff when you're the bad guy. Yeah. Well, you don't have a moral compass, or your moral compass is a bit... Um, I also shared this question at the library because we know how Jackson Ford feels about my library. He loves it. I may be putting words in his mouth, but that's fine. Nope, um, not at all. That is 100% true. <laughs> and pretty much everybody at the library agrees. Bad guys have more fun. Um, one asks, can I be good at being bad? <laughs> I do yeah. have yes, a favorite yes, one you from those as well. Yeah. Uh, bad guys have better outfits and get to be left alone. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. That's yep. a damn good point. Yep. And then uh, bad guy because a lot of them have good ideas but poor execution and they will be better. That, I feel that like I have the best quite, execution. That's Literal quite clear what execution. every single bad guy says, though. Every single bad guy goes, oh, what they did before wasn't done right. What you need to do is follow what I'm telling you to do or I'll straight up murder you. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, don't so you think it's it's weird that like a bad guy executes his nefarious plan and fails and is foiled by the hero and is dragged off to prison? Don't you think it's weird that like none of his henchmen or no one else go, hmm, that was a pretty good plan except for the bit that got him arrested? What if we do his plan without the bit that got him arrested? And see, just, this is what you know, you're just pitching an idea here. You're just pitching an, a, another series or an offshoot series where it's the minion who then takes over as yeah. the bad guy. You can call it the bad guy. guy. Yeah, Yeah. becomes the actual bad guy and the dictator. But I feel like it needs to be a bit more comedic. I'm going to do this plan and I'm not going to kidnap the hero's husband. I'm not going to do that. Everything else we're going to do, we're just going to leave that bit out. Let's be less obvious. Yeah, straight up. (laughs) But the, The current trend of bad guys at the moment is, I mean, if you think of the MCU, Thanos, I mean... He wasn't wrong. Same with Magneto in X Men. They're not wrong in their thinking. You know, they want they want equality. They want to stop people from messing up the planets and destroying each other. And the the the, the ultimate goal of like having peace, quote unquote, or you know, trying to just get the status quo or just make people stop being assholes is sound. It's just. Their execution of it is very execution-y. Yeah. It is very execution-y, yes. <laughs> but that, but that those seems are to be the current bad guys to me. Yeah. Like, like Thanos is an interesting bad guy. I personally don't think his snap would have worked because everybody, people like to fuck and, gener- and everybody would just repopulate <laughs> in like two or three generations. Mm-hmm. So... I don't really think he was thinking that through necessarily, but you know, like you look at it and you go, well, you're an asshole and you you're clearly a bit of a psychopath, but you're not wrong necessarily. <laughs> hashtag well, we Thanos was right. In the comments, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Saying hashtag Thanos is right. Oh. <clears throat> so should we move on to our next question? I feel like we're all bad guys. Right? Yeah, I think it's pretty unanimous. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I got worried by your pause there, Claire. I thought you were going to say no. I no. No, I was thinking about the guy. fashion. If I'm honest. Mm. You've you've just got to be careful to keep away from certain, you know, very heavy shoulder pads. Just keep away from like this 
Star Wars element of bad guys. You don't want, you know, to go full Republic slash Nazi. No, you want to go full Banana yes. Republic instead. Get a little bit of fashion. <laughs> <laughs> Zing! Wave of villains wearing khakis. <laughs> Sexy. Banana They're practical. Republic uniforms. Do they have good pockets? Hey, if you've got pockets, I'm sold. I'm sold as long exactly. as they're pockets. Banana Republic cargo pants, still in a delightful shade of khaki, with a white now, button-down shirt. Now there, there is up, there is quarters. a story. Oh, there is a story here. <laughs> well, I mean, Edna Mode in The Incredibles kind of hit that note already. But there's got to be somebody who does the fashion for bad guys, right? Somebody has to have to have designed Thanos's one-piece body armor pajama suit <laughs> thing. I mean, it's a little bit Incredibles, isn't it? With Edna it Moore. is, yes. She's, she's the fashion designer for the good guys. So, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Who's the fashion designer for Who's... the bad guys? Yeah. Someone designed Syndrome's costume. And his These hair. are all very bespoke mm. as well, aren't they? They're very tailored. And you can't just get these off the rack and then go and get them, you know. No. You cannot buy spandex color. off the rack. Take it. <laughs> Take it from someone who knows. Really? That has got a, you know, if you do, it's probably got a real saggy crotch and it's not, that's not a good look for anyone. It's got to no. be form fitting in the crotchal region. Yeah. Sa saggy and spandex are two words that should never go mm -mm. together. No, no. You got to have that fitted. Ooh. Yeah. It's tough work wearing spandex cat suits. And you got to have like the smoothing stuff on underneath. Nobody wants to see a lumpy cat suit. You know, actually, gentlemen, you need and all these letters as well. It's got to be the, if you're a bad guy, you've got to have a laundry room. These, yeah. these things need to be properly taken care of as well, because if they're not washed properly, you're losing all elasticity. And on the plus side, I now have two brand new um, sexual safe words that I can use: uh, saggy spandex and lumpy catsuit. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Good. It's my gift to you for today. You thank yeah, thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> oh my God! Let's move on to the next question. <laughs> yes, let's. <laughs> let's see where we can take this one. Okay, you know where I come down on this. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Okay, you have an extra normal skill. Would you rather refer to it as a power or an ability? Hmm. Is it phenomenal and cosmic? Because if it's phenomenal and cosmic, it's a power. Phenomenal cosmic power. Space. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <sighs> Probably ability. <laughs> If we're going to play the semantics game, because power is a bit. If you're a bad guy, I can imagine bad I guys. I was going to say to that power. is my exact answer. That is my exact answer. If you're a bad guy, it's a power. You've got to force that onto other people. If it's an ability, you're sharing it. You're using it for good. But if it's a power, it's bad. Mm. Power. I feel like the distinction I make is if it if it was something you were born with, if it's a talent, then you can refer to it as an ability. But if you acquire it, it's a power. Mm -hmm. But that's just my definition. I have no idea yeah. if that's like worth following or not. That's just how I look at it. 
if you're well, in the comments like... as well, please and let us know. We have uh, Constance says that she's got a coral ability. Colin wants us to fear his power. It's probably mighty and hairy, to be fair. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm. You see, the problem I'm, I'm debating now, though, because I said I would be a bad guy, and now I'm saying I've got an ability. I know you're you're mixing things up here. Well, I can. Lord, it's true. You can. Me. You can call it a power. Presumably, it's a terrifying power that can murder lots of people. So you can call it whatever the hell you want. That's what mine is for sure. Amanda's the one who's always merging people. I tend to go down the you know the whole use the force kind of get everybody else to do the shit for us, so I can just sit back and read books and watch TV. Play Mario Kart. Delegation. I like it. Delegation. No, I have trouble delegating. Delegation is is an ability in itself. (laughs) (laughs) You like to get your hands dirty. I do. Gory. Covered in viscera. That's just we know. (laughs) (laughs) Or is it? Or is it? Good question. All oh, right, what about our next question? Get back. She did, she said evil power sounds good. I'm not sharing nothing. Yeah. She is a spiteful right. baker. She is a spiteful she baker. She is the spiteful baker. That is her power. <laughs> oh, and Annie's Uh-oh. power! Vigilani! Because she's vigilante. Vigilani! I like it. That and is a, that is an evil villain name. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Oh, love I love it. it. All right. I'm next really question. surprised about our next question because I'm pretty sure we haven't asked it yet in now like four full books with these yeah. abilities being key to the plot. I'm really surprised we haven't asked them yet. Yeah. I'm glad we're getting I'm glad we're doing it now. I know. It's, it's a good one. <laughs> so would you rather have psychokinesis? Never need to sleep or be able to see in the infrared. PK, no doubt. So handy. No, see, I'm going zigzag man. You're going the full <laughs> zigzag man? Full zigzag man. You realize Ooh. that it, it turns you insane, right? Never needing to sleep. You will, turns you will me become insane? homicidal. It turns you, me you're, insane. You're a homicidal maniac already, so go for it. Never need to sleep. <laughs> I'm already Would you insane. Not get bored though eventually. Like, you know, I've had insomnia. It's boring. Yeah, but if you never need to get back to sleep, you just binge Netflix all night, play video games. Yeah, but the only I could, I've, I've, I've done that, but there's only so much you can Netflix you can tolerate, and there's only so yeah. much you can play video but... games before you just again get bored and need to move on to the next thing. And there's nobody got, around. I suppose you're killing and terrorizing people. I've got plenty of things that I need to do, plenty of things that I want to do right now that I don't have time for. So if I don't sleep, I've got time. Imagine how many audiobooks I could narrate all night long when there's no sounds going on. There you go. But how often have you said to me that you love a nap? I do love a nap. I really, really do. But I don't know. If I get to be evil and also have time to do all the things that I want to do, doing it there's definite appeal mm. to it but i noticed that none of us have gone for seeing infrared i think we're all like that's a that's a practical power but it's also not very much fun well 
I would want them if I if I, I would I would be I would want to go full predator. If I'm going to see in the infrared, I want to go full predator. I if want the I, mandibles. If... I want the dreads. I want the guns. I want the wolf. There. You I want the acid spit predator. Yes. Yeah. Could you know, I'm going you... to be hunting on a Schwarzenegger through the swamp? But I'm not going to get Could that. you eventually make yourself invisible? Because <sighs> that's really no. key to the predator. It, you couldn't with able to see in infrared because just because you can detect body heat doesn't mean that you can change the way photons interact with your atoms and make yourself invisible. That's you like know, a completely separate power. If you didn't sleep at the same time, you could probably figure it out. No, 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 no. You don't get both. You can have one. <laughs> Fine. I'm still Lord I'm still we survey. There is no I'm still option. sticking with my zigzag powers. I'm gonna go with psychokinesis. Imagine the stuff you could do yes, with that, Claire. especially if you didn't care if it got caught. If you got caught, I mean, whatever. Because at least then I can oh. pretend to do my force powers and just walk around in the Jedi robes. Yeah, and wow, oh, man, you know, Tegan does do some fantastic things with her psychokinesis. I mean, now by the end of book four, she can fucking fly. So maybe I chandelier should murder. This. and she also kills people with chandeliers and helicopters chandelier multi-talented <laughs> maybe i have to switch and we've maybe already had the conversation thing. about you know psychokinesis and sex that should have to go into the middle of like a field or somewhere where mm -hmm. you know imagine that and then literally for 20 minutes way. hang on it's coming <laughs> <laughs> Oh god, now you've said it and that's every time for the rest of this episode. <laughs> Damn it. I'm Damn not Amanda. Sorry. I'm not sorry about it. <laughs> you never I'm are. Not sorry at all. It's part of your bad guy and more unrepentant. Yeah, it really is. Bad right. guys have better sex. I think that's a that's an inarguable fact. Yeah. I think that goes without saying. It's certainly less vanilla, I'm gonna think. I'm gonna say. That's my two pen. And you know, you've got your spandex on and it fits. So that's just that's a good look to go in with. <laughs> I'm glad everybody's come around to psychokinesis though. Yes. Just <laughs> down the right path. Next question. I, yeah, I was I was gonna say I'm moving on to the next question, but I'm still I'm just so surprised that we hadn't asked that one yet. It still yeah. blows me away that we haven't asked that question yet but now we have and so it's done all right would you rather be cattle prodded or be beat up with a security camera oh. <laughs> Look at your face. i have a question about the cattle prod if you're cattle prodded would that cause your bowels to release you know claire i've never <laughs> researched that let's test it <laughs> Test it out. Let's mm. do some science. <laughs> science. <laughs> science. <laughs> Would anybody in the chat like to volunteer? <laughs> oh boy. Oh, I feel like even if you did, that's a oh yes, volunteers. Someone, yes, yeah, someone in the chat's got cattle prod me, Daddy. That's not quite the reaction I was looking for, but I love the enthusiasm. <laughs> Damn, son. 
We do not kink shame at fictional hangover. We do not. No. We do not. We're all consenting adults. We hope fine. we're all consenting adults right. here. You know, yes. you, you you want to be caliprotted? You do you, fam. Are you wearing the sexy skin tight spandex at yeah, the same I mean, time? You though? have to, to be perfect. Yes, you have to. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> All right. So what what's the answer? I mean, I feel like... <laughs> I'm gonna go see the side. The, I'm the, the cattle prod cute. just got a whole lot worse. I don't really want to fuck with any of that shit. Literally, I'll just stick with the security camera. Jesus. <laughs> I never take it down these pods. Always fucking you two. Always you two. You write this. You, you write this. it, though. It's your I have fault. never written someone shitting themselves after getting fucking cuddled on it. Ever. There's still time. Oh my god, Constance, how do you know that a cattle prod will not affect your bowels? How, how do you know? Yes, I, ha I have questions. Drew does want to know how big the camera is. I think it's regular security camera that's in the corner of yeah. the you know, It's not overly huge. It's not that big, like, mirror dome. No. Where you can see everything, see all angles. That would be, that would be fun, though. Not not getting hit with it myself, but hitting someone with it. So slight, I slight feel tangent. like this security camera oh, no. would have less after. I don't know. There could be a, if we give you a heart. It could give you a heart attack. Um, constant design for, for cows. Ah, uh, thank you. You have a weird search. You're welcome. Uh, <clears throat> so what to terrible repercussions I feel like I feel like the cattle prod would be less visible you're going to have bruises all over your face if you get hit in the face with a security camera but if you're just cattle prodded one time whether you shit yourself or not that's uh, that's a less yeah, but visible if you got bruises to the face you can make up the reason why you've got bruises to the face I save children from the Russian mafia for example because you're not going to be able to tell them, oh, I got beat up by a 16-year-old with uh, psychokinesis, a government facility I work for. You've signed NDAs. <laughs> yeah, you can't, Otherwise you can't you tell get a real murdered. story. You may as well have a good one. <laughs> so <laughs> you might as well be cattle prodded and shit yourself. See, I recently read this book about the, the last Mad Max movie and how just it was a completely insane um, shoot and it was wild and Tom Hardy was, who plays Mad Max, was talking about how he used to play a game with the stuntman called Not in the Face. <laughs> what they would do is go out into the desert and they were allowed to throw things at each other. Anything goes as long as it's not the face. <laughs> and I feel like if Tom Hardy plays it, you know, I like Tom Hardy, so I'm going to be beat up with a security camera. Go for it. Go for it. Just not in the face. You want to be Just beat up by Tom Hardy and... Whilst wearing the sexy skin tight spandex. It's like a you fucking see, compass needle. It always comes back to the true north of sexy spandex. You have the Tom Hardy element. How, who's going to be able to resist the Tom Hardy element now for the security camera? Also, tell me Tom Hardy wouldn't make a fantastic Adam. 
That is oh, literally yeah. what I was just thinking. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah. I mean, I know I know you guys are pulling for Jason Matsukas. He's 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 definitely up there, but Tom Hardy would be my first <sighs> No, I've changed now. I want I want I need I need um Florence yeah, Pugh I need and it Tegan too. and I need Tom Hardy to be Adam. I was thinking about your Florence Pugh suggestion. I like four or five years ago, yes, but ever since she's played Yelena Belova, who is just perfection and like yeah. almost like the most Tegan-like character we have on TV, I'd I'd feel like if she did Tegan, she'd just be doing her uh, Yelena Belova. I think so too, especially with her vest with all the pockets. You yes. know, Tegan would love a vest with all the pockets. Tegan would love a vest with all the pockets, pockets, but she's not going to get a vest with all the pockets. Because she's wearing sexy because she skin stole... spandex. It's because she stole it from Annie and Annie takes it back. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Like, You're not... That's mine, bitch. Give it back. <laughs> yeah, Annie's the practical one. Yeah. Annie would have the mm-hmm. vest with pockets. And yeah, like I mean... there would be knives and... You know, like there's a gun in this one over here. It's it's one She's of the ones where you stuff. go through the security and you've got to take all the weapons out and you're there still five She's minutes there later. For, yeah. Oh yeah. I got to write one of those scenes at some point. It's it's like it's. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm contractually obliged to. Like yeah, you would are. have in my contract. You must write a metal detector scene. <clears throat> yep. This this is a contract right now. The world has seen. It's on the cool. internet. Done. It's Consider it done. Oh, God. Okay. So, last question. Might be the most important question of the day. Now, you this is a question you can a get your teeth into. Or smoked <laughs> Lol. <sighs> Wait, hold on. Hold on. No, she's got sound effects. <laughs> I forget you got those. Womp, yep. womp. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. You're not sorry. Don't lie. I'm not. Yeah, you all. are never sorry. Never. <laughs> I'm never sorry. You you guys know where I come down on this. I mean, I love all of them, but I'm a brisket guy. I had Nando's today. So I've had hmm. chicken. I do not need any more right now, so I'm going down the brisket. You know, I think I'm going to go burger. It's a respectable choice. Very yeah. respectable choice. Deviant, but yeah, that tells us a lot about you. Well, everyone knows that I'm not an enthusiastic carnivore. So I don't want to just gnaw on meat. So, I mean, if it's a good brisket, you're not going to be gnawing on it, but still. Exactly, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm, I still I think I'm going to go burger. Mm, blue cheese. Burger. I need my veggies too, so, you know, I can put all my good toppings on. And as Man. long as it's not a smash burger that tastes like sawdust. <laughs> yeah, smash burgers are hard to cook. Jesus. They, they are my nemesis in the kitchen. I have tried. I have tried so many times and I cannot get the motherfuckers right. I just can't. <laughs> I love I love burgers. I love burgers passionately, but I just hate cooking them. It's really surprising that what you would say, you think a burger is quite a simple thing to cook. No. But yeah. <laughs> Cooking like a standard eh, burger is fine. You can do that. But if you want it to be like halfway decent, there's a lot of shit you got to take into account. Mm. Now, I hate it when people forget salt and pepper, the basic seasonings. 
adding your paprika, your cumin, everything else, chili, whatever, but you need to have your salt and pepper and things. Don't forget your basics. But only after the patty is formed. Like if you salt the patty and then form it, it's going to like turn into a sausage. Yes. Yes. I was watching a cookery program and everything they did, they season it until like things had been browned off and everything. And it was like, yeah, that's when you add it in. Same with like making scrambled eggs. Do not add in the seasoning whilst you're scrambling. You add it in while it's cooking. 100%. Um, Annie. I'm really hungry now. (laughs) Annie's going to have a veggie burger, by the way. Um, Drew had brisket and a jacket potato today which um for the non-excessively british people Mm. that is a baked potato constance has brisket um and she has it stuffed in a roll with sauce Mm. man now i'm hungry but I do have a pretty badass lunch. Got leftovers from last night. I'm super proud of what I made last night. I made. Oh, oh! I need to ask what you're having for your tea. I always ask what you're having for your I, tea. I made. I made spatchcock chicken with Ooh. caraway seeds and paprika rubbed Ooh. on the skin. Nice. O- over over cabbage. Oh, cabbage! Oh, I love cabbage. It was like I tend not to big up my own cooking that much. I'm bigging up this shit because it was next fucking level. Oh, you now I need to eat cabbage. Beast. Oh, talk to me. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and we've got leftovers, so that's what I'm smashing after this. Ah. All this talk <laughs> of spandex has given me an appetite. You're not gonna have saggy spandex for sure. Oh my god. Okay. So uh Claire, is it time for our favorite final thought quotes? It is. We don't have a sound effect for this one, do we? No, it doesn't have a sound effect. There you go. There it is. <laughs> from now on. That's that's just gonna be sound bite uh, taken as a sound bite now. Yeah, yeah, it is. I also saved on my desktop right now <laughs> and it will remain forever. I have a clip <laughs> of you saying, nah dog. And I just have it there. I just have it saved and I'm just gonna cherish it forever. What circumstances do you nah, play dog. it in? When someone sends you a shitty email, like just click it, nah, dog. Nah, dog. Well, I have it saved because in the the clip that we made for our last episode where we were laughing at Claire for having her getting listeria from a couch or whatever was happening, and you were like, nah, dog, that's not how that happens. (laughs) Everybody was talking over each other, so I had to pull your clip out separately, and now I just own it. It's just... It's just there. Nah, dog. You, okay, you own the exclusive rights to me saying, nah, dog, you can have it. Cool. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> it's mine. It's mine forever. Nah, dog. I'm gonna, you know, but you know what I do now, though? I, I, I flip it up and I get a new catchphrase. From now on, whenever I, I'm saying no to something, it's negative kitten. Oh, negative that's kitten. fine. There you oh go. Gosh. You have negative kitten. I'll keep the original nah, dog. Cool. Oh. <laughs> oh, I like that. Then that's anyway. my favorite final thought quote from this episode. <laughs> what, nah, dog. Nah, dog. <laughs> I'm waiting for it to actually make it into the books properly. Nah, dog. <laughs> nah, dog. I'm sure, ah, come on, I'm sure I must have written it there somewhere. There must be a nah, Doesn't dog in one of there's them. There's got to be. I'll do some Somebody research. Somebody do a control after. F on the ebooks, please. Yeah, <laughs> gonna have to do that. Nah, dog. 
So no, I, feel like, I feel like that's something Annie would would, would pull out. Yep. Yep. If it's not, it has to make it into the next one. You have to shoehorn it in there. Just find Annie saying no at one point. Just change it. Uh-huh. I'll have, I'll have Africa damned. say it in a, in a very strong Senegalese accent. Yes. yes. That is also good. Yes. Perfection. Africa can have it. Speaking of quotes, two quotes from the book. Just because your life took a miserable turn, that doesn't mean your life has to be miserable. It's meaningful. And you know what? I'm that that is a quote that people have fed back to me more than once, like in Instagram posts and stories, and people have tweeted to me. And I was I was a little surprised because yes, it's 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 quite meaningful, but it's not a very complicated thought, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. It's not like I hit something super profound and super like no one ever thought of this before, but it obviously struck a chord with people, which I find quite interesting. You're good at exactly. You that. don't want anything overly complicated. You don't have to sit and think about a quote and go, what? Oh, now I get it. Now I have. I understand the meaning. You need it to be an instantaneous thing. It obviously worked. It which did. is great. I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad you liked that one. Well done. You, you got another one? <laughs> a plus. You are extraordinary, Emily. And as a result, you will have never have anything approaching a normal life. Damn it. Can you not be extraordinary and, like, you know, have a white picket fence or chef job? No, because you're wearing too much spandex. Mm. spandex. Yeah. I'm she wearing wants, spandex she wants too normal life, and bristles and camel toe. Sorry, what was that about camel toe? No, nope. uh, yeah, I was just thinking, <laughs> yeah, she, wants, she does want a normal life. And then I heard camel toe at the end of that thought. I'm just so. worried that the spandex is too form-fitting and, oh, it's a bit too tight and it can result in camel that's why it needs to be fitted that's why you can't just buy off the rack can you get couture spandex I'm sure you I'd, could seems like a Jean-Paul Gaultier thing doesn't it it, really it must be surely or you just Anywho. have to learn how to sew and modify your own that you you know buy for ten dollars spandex is such a horrible material to sew with though it doesn't fray though when you cut it so that's good. Yeah. Here's a, a question: job. Why why do superheroes wear traditionally spandex over everything else? Is it just because of the form fittingness? Like I've never uh, the flexibility. How, yeah, and you know it's so form fitting, like it's not going to get caught on anything. So you know you're not going to be walking down and like get your pocket stuck on a doorknob or something. That's okay. Yeah, I could see how that would be important. Yeah, and it'd be useful in the fight because people can't like grab onto it too well yeah it's hard that's to a good reason yeah yep. and also if you're smooth underneath it looks damn good but you have to be you can't have <laughs> lumpy spandex <laughs> i'm full of lumps and bumps i can't get away with it i won't be the spandex i'll be the mysterious figure in black over here Ooh. i feel like i just after this live is over i need to go and put on a spandex cat suit and just spend the rest of my time in one I've got many to choose from. We don't kick shame here. You <laughs> do fine. whatever you want. <laughs> you are an adult with your own hopes and dreams. And if you want to wear spandex, I support you, Amanda. Thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, I need to share my quotes. <clears throat> Never say yes when someone gives you something for free. Because you're in prison. And they're oh, going to use it against you. 
And if you tell me my real superpower is staying positive, I'm going to hit you with the camera again. Yes, yes. That is very simple. Yeah. I, I hate it when people say do say shit like that. It's like, no. Mm-mm. No. No. Be positive. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I'm positive that I'm going to slap you. <laughs> yes. I'm positive it's going to hurt. Yep. It's like, it's wait, good. you know, it's like when you're in a funk. And there's no rhyme or reason for it. You're just in a funk one day. Yeah. And somebody turns around and goes, oh, just cheer up. You're like, fuck off. Just yep. fuck off. Just or, fuck right on off with or, that. Yeah. Go back to bed and get out the right side. That Ew, might be no. very British saying, I don't know. But yeah, go, go back to bed. Wow. I've, I've right never side. had anybody say that to me. I've never even heard that. But if someone yeah. said that to me on a bad day, then I really will need the advice on surviving mm-hmm. in prison. I think Pushing I screamed so loud that like I hurt my throat when that was said to me once. I was yeah. Someone actually said that mood. to you. Oh, yeah. Damn. I think it's a very British thing to say as well. Go go get outside the right side, go get outside the right side of bed. I'm like, don't say that. Yeah, I, don't I would cut that. a motherfucker. Jesus. Yeah. What a thing to say. Push him down the stairs. Yep. Throw him yeah. out of helicopter. Throw them out of helicopter, murder them with yes. a chandelier. <laughs> murder them with a chandelier, then throw them out of helicopter. <laughs> this is this is my bad guy origin story. I was in a funk one day. Somebody <laughs> told me to get out the right side of bed. It and you just snapped. <laughs> I just snapped, and everybody would go, yes, that is a completely believable origin yep. story. I am here for this. Let's go. Reasonable. But Never what think. happened is I actually turned into a henchman, hench person, for a bad guy. Hench person. Uh, to get some hench person, to get some experience in the bad guy world. And then when he fucked up, I took over. It's yeah, fine. and did it better. It's fine. I did better. It's fine. Anywho. <laughs> Anywho. Um, do we need to share our if you liked this, try this? Yes. Except for yes. again, I'm having you're, trouble you're making cheating. having trouble making my sounds play. There it is. Uh yeah, I am cheating because I'm just telling everyone to join Jackson Ford's newsletters so you can get his stuff and then you can go to his website and read his short stories. The other ones that I tried to convince Claire to do and then we were like nah dog we gotta do Tegan and uh, I think everyone should read Dust and The Hitman and The Tea Lady. Those are other ones that you can find. They're so good. Old school. So good but Dust takes place in a prison. There's bullying powers and murder and the hitman and the tea lady takes place on a train there's an eyeball and murder that's all you need to know you need to go and read them the hitman and the tea lady was my first ever published story so good it was so good there's an eyeball in a cup it's so good (laughs) I, i i really like that one i really like that that story is very very dear to me yes go check it out you will like it it's a fucking laugh it's very, it's a very, it's a very English story. God, especially the end of it, which I don't <laughs> want to spoil, but the end was no. perfect. Do not Everyone spoil those ones. They they have mm-hmm. to have their own episodes. We'll just yes. do an anthology episode one day. We really should just keep oh having Jackson God. Ford on every episode. Every, every single episode, <laughs> just talk about my shit. <laughs> 
We are um, the official Jackson Ford Appreciation Society. We will. We're just gonna move in and do I like was... chapter by chapter discussions. I'm I'm down for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. How, well, to lose, how to lose the podcast audience in three episodes. <laughs> oh my but that's God. how 2023 that all sorted. That makes our life easier. Yes. <laughs> so good. If I ever get right, writer's well, block, can... you guys will be like, dude, come on, we've got a fucking podcast to do. Come get on. cracking. Cattle prod, cattle prod. Yes. <laughs> and then you're just constantly shitting yourself over and over and over again. <laughs> Do you know what? Be- oh getting God. a wedge yet when you went spandex, or oh, that's happening as well. That you can't do that if you've got a wedge. You know, when, it, spandex, when you shit out. yourself, the wedgie just comes undone. The directions, these conversations. But no, you wait. You, you cattle prod, shit yourself, wedgie, make the entire situation ten times worse. It's like something out of the boys. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Well, speaking of graphic novels with a graphic nature, my recommendation is Something is Killing the Children, Volume 4. Specifically Volume 4, because of Tenuous Link, hashtag Tenuous Link, is a backstory of this little lady, um, Erica Slaughter. I don't know if you've read this, uh, Jackson, but you will fucking adore this series. It is absolutely amazing. Um, I I literally sat and Thank you. read them all in one in one setting. I just so shout out to Richard who um, gave them as a gift to my husband, and then I saw them and just picked them up and started reading them. They are absolutely amazing. They are an adult read. It is a graphic novel. It's an award winner as well. So Erica Slaughter, this little lady who does grow up, uh, went to hell and back in Archer's Peak, but that may not be nothing compared to the events she forged at the House of Slaughter, the North American headquarters of the Order of St. George, the secret organisation dedicated to killing monsters that kill children. And this is Erica Slaughter's harrowing origins are finally revealed in this view. And damn, by the time you get to volume four, you need Erica's origins. She's a badass bitch. I'll and I recommended the house there's something is killing the children when we did. A shitload of crazy powers. So I'm specifically saying go to volume four if you want her backstory. Yeah. I yeah, I was thinking you've 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 talked about this before on an episode I listened to. I couldn't remember if it was like a full breakdown or anything, but yeah, it was on the it was on the shitload of crazy powers one. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'll check mm-hmm. it out. It's awesome. honestly, I can't I can't exalt its virtues enough. It's <clears throat> amazing. That's wonderful. Okay, so that brings us to the end of our two hundredth episode of fictional hangover. Holy fucking shit. Guys, again, just so many podcasts don't even make it to the 20th episode, let alone the 200th. And what you guys have built is something very, very special. Um, you should be incredibly proud of yourselves. It's it's a fucking phenomenon. I love Fictional Hangover. I mean, I would. But even if you'd never featured any of my books, I'd still be like, this is dope. So just be super proud of yourselves and congrats again. Thank you. It doesn't have anything to do with you just constantly being on. Oh no, I'm not. I'm I'm not unbiased. Let's let's be real here. But still, numbers don't lie. And uh, 200 is that's a lot of that's a lot of work that goes into the 200. It's worth it though. And we have lots of fun things planned as well. So we do. We do. 
All right. Um, so I guess I'm just going to do our little wrap up and thing here. Join us next time as we discuss Heartstopper by Alice Oseman. Look out for our Would You Rather polls on social media. Don't forget about our book club and monthly challenges on Facebook. Be sure to visit our shop on Redbubble at fictionalhangover.redbubble.com for all your favorite fictional hangover themed merchandise, including a lovable asshole shirt modeled by the wonderfully handsome Jackson Ford. And become a patron of ours on Patreon. Like the wonderfully handsome Jackson Ford at patreon.com slash fictional hangover. Until next time, remember, the only cure for a fictional hangover is another book. You can find us at fictionalhangover.com, follow us on Instagram at fictionalhangover, or find us at Facebook at fictionalfacebook.com forward slash fictionalhangover, and on Twitter at fictionalhangover. If you like this episode, check out the others and be sure to rate, review, and subscribe if you don't miss out. And finally, a special thanks to Liz Emerson for our music. You can find her on Facebook and Patreon. And thank you to everybody in the comments who has participated. And if you can give this video a like, we would very much enjoy that. Thank you. Thank you, everyone.